I'm going to give a Dharma talk on mindfulness. Uh, and uh, I'd like you to feel comfortable. So be comfortable in your sitting. And at the same time, uh, I love that word dignified, uh, to have this sense of presence and attention. So it's, um, it's finding that balance between just being relaxed and comfortable and alert. So anybody who would like to uh, take a chair, there are more chairs uh, leaning against the wall there, and uh, feel free to take a moment to adjust your posture if you wish to. I'd also like to take a moment before I actually begin the topic of the mindful of the uh, talk on mindfulness to talk a little bit about what the kind of learning is that we do on retreat. Because um, a lot of us, you know, have well, we've all gone to school, and probably most of us have gone to college or university, and anyway, we're used to sitting and paying attention to somebody talking in front of the room and we have this mindset of we gotta we gotta remember everything we gotta get it all down and and uh and i mentioned yesterday in the introduction that uh you know it's better not to take notes because you can kind of listen in a way that is not trying to you know kind of get the information and another uh, thing that you'll notice is that um You know, we're repeating ourselves a lot. <laughs> so uh, so it's not that we're trying to give you like a whole lot of information that you can remember and then somehow, you know, explain it yourself. Uh, it's more that we're trying, we're coaching. It's more like a coaching model. So, So as you go along... And you've already had different kinds of experiences since we began last night. As we go along, you're looking at your experience and you're learning. And, and then, you know, you're maybe hearing the same thing that was said last night or this morning. And you're saying, oh, okay, I get it now. You know, so turn the attention back to the breath. <laughs> Uh, it's it's so we hear the, the same thing so many times, um, and uh, and we hear it differently. So um, this is why I, I I lead a regular sitting group in Montreal, and and I'm often giving beginning instructions when somebody else, so a new person comes in, and and I say you know don't tune out if you've heard these you know, a hundred times, you might hear something different. It might be said differently. It might be, you might hear it differently. You might connect it to experience differently. So that's the kind of learning. It's not just taking in a lot of information conceptually, but it's really taking it in holistically. And so that's the kind of listening that we do when listening to a Dharma talk. We're listening with the heart, we're listening with the body, we're listening, oh, I really connect with that, 
Um, you know, and maybe you don't connect with everything that's said. <clears throat> and also, the listening itself is a mindfulness practice because when we listen, you know, even if we're listening to a dear friend or, you know, to our child, or, you know, we're, we're so often listening and thinking and judging and, you know, and comparing. So the listening itself is a practice to, to listen with a silent mind, with an open and attentive mind. So, as, um, as Stephen mentioned this morning, the word mindfulness has become kind of a, a real catchword. Uh, it's used a lot, and, and often it's used without much um, explanation of what it means. So I'd like to, uh, to really unpack the word mindfulness and, um, and discuss what it means, you know, because we hear about mindfulness-based stress reduction, we hear about mindfulness in education, we hear about mindfulness being taught in the corporate sector, we even hear about mindfulness being taught in the military. So, um, so what, what is the word mindfulness as it was used by the Buddha? <clears throat> so often when we think about mindfulness, you know, it's, it, maybe if somebody were to ask, you know, what does mindfulness mean? You might hear a response like, well, mindfulness means being in the present moment. So that's part of what mindfulness is. Um, So if that's only what it is, uh, who here has a dog or a cat or some other pet? They're so much in the present. They're totally in the present moment. You know, um, we, I have a dog. She's part border collie and part husky. And, you know, she's, when she sees a squirrel, she's, like, totally in the present moment. She's, and uh, cats looking out the window, you know, at birds or some movement. They're, they're very in the present so so that's that's part of it but it can't possibly be all of it and another piece of it is that we're aware of what we're experiencing so so we're not only feeling the breath but we're aware that we're feeling the breath. And this awareness is a really important part of mindfulness. So when we are meditating and we're feeling the breath and then the mind gets hooked by some thought and we get carried away on that train of thought uh, which takes us we don't know where we're going 
We're lost. We're lost in the thought. And, and then there's a moment of remembering. So remembering, oh yeah, the breath. Um, oh yeah, I'm meditating. And so we come back. Now that, that moment of awakening, that moment of mindfulness is really important. So when that happens, really notice it. Notice that experience of coming back, coming back to the present waking up from our daydream, our, our drama, you know, because we go into these, sometimes these dramas. There's a teacher, one of the first teachers I had in, uh, when I began doing retreats at, at the Insight Meditation Society, used the expression, mind storms. <laughs> we can get really caught in a mind storm, thunder, lightning, uh, drama, <coughs> and uh, and then we wake up. Oh, it's not really happening. It's it's just a thought, just imaginations. It's it's emotions, visual thinking. I'm creating the whole thing in my head. So that moment of waking up. And letting go, recognizing, I don't have to keep doing that. I can let go of that in this moment. That's really an important moment to notice. And then we come back to this awareness, this presence. So it's... It's being in the present moment and being aware of our experience. Um, Mindfulness means even more than that. The word for mindfulness in in Pali, which is the the language in which these these teachings were transmitted, They were transmitted orally and then they were finally written down about 500 years after the the death of the Buddha. And and so Pali was a language which was spoken at that time, um, 2,500 years ago. And um, the word in Pali is sati. So mindfulness is a word in English that translators use to try to express the meaning of sati. There's no equivalent word in French. Um, there's no word mindfulness, and so, so other phrases are used: uh, pleine de conscience, um, vision profonde. So, so, uh, so mindfulness is is just using this English word, and trying to fit the, the meanings into it. But 
In Pali, the word sati has this sense of remembering, remembering. So, so what are we remembering in this practice? Well, first of all, we're remembering to come back, to keep coming back, to be aware, to be attentive in this moment to our experience, to our inner experience, to our experience through our senses. We're also remembering to observe if the mind is grasping, is judging, is is being critical, is resisting in some way, pushing away, disliking. So there's a whole way, a whole range of colorings of the mind that we very, very often, if not always, are imposing on our experience. So so we can be present standing in line for lunch and we can be aware that we're standing and at the same time we can be looking at the person who's taking the food saying, why are they going so slow? I'm hungry. Or, oh, this doesn't smell very good. Or, mm, this smells great. I can't wait to put some on my plate. So all of those are colorings of the mind that we are imposing on the awareness, the consciousness of standing and waiting and seeing and so on. One of the examples of... uh, of mindfulness or awareness which is very concentrated and very present but is colored by greed is a thief who is trying to open a lock and is listening very carefully to try to hear what the right you know if they've where they should stop if they're trying to you know get the right setting on a combination lock that they're trying to to break open on a safe. So that's not mindfulness if you're doing that. Or, uh, yeah, so there are many, many ways, many examples I could give. So there's, so mindfulness is always a wholesome state of mind. When we're, when we're being mindful, we're not judging we're not grasping, we're not resisting, we're not fixated on ourselves, like, I want this, I don't want that. We're just, we're we're present, we're aware, and then if these states come up, like grasping or aversion, we can become mindful of that. That itself can, can be our object of mindfulness. So, so in the beginning of our practice, we're, mind, we're focusing on mindfulness of breathing. 
know, and this is really to help you steady the mind, collect the mind, and become capable of present moment attention, moment by moment. You know, and, and the mindfulness practice, we're aware of the breathing, we're mindful of the breathing, we're also mindful of body sensations. We could be mindful of mental states, such as feeling irritated or impatient or judging. We can be mindful of thoughts. So, So this, this aspect of remembering what is wholesome and what is unwholesome, uh, greed, hatred, and delusion are talked about as unwholesome or unskillful states. And, and the roots of, and the Buddha said that the roots of all wholesome states of mind. And it's very interesting the way the Buddha talks about this in the teachings is non-greed. Talks about non-greed and non-hatred and non-delusion. So really the way to cultivate wholesome skillful states of mind which are states of mind which bring peace and happiness and an open heart generosity the way to cultivate these wholesome states of mind is to notice first of all when the unwholesome states of mind are present And we do this simply by paying attention. So we're bringing our, our, the capacity of the mind to be attentive in the present moment. We're, we're cultivating that through just coming back to the breath, coming back to feeling the body walking feeling the sensations in the body as we sit. So we're training the mind to not go off on these long excursions, uh, fantasy and drama and stories. And just come back with the, to be present and to be right here. We're, we're regaining the capacity that we had to do this as children. I, I have a granddaughter now. Uh, she's almost two years old. And uh, she is just so interested in everything. She's interested in how a drawer opens and closes. Wow, that's amazing. And, and what and she's she's 
connecting the, the experience of her body moving with the drawer opening and closing. So she's feeling her body, she's feeling the movement of the drawer, she's hearing all of this. Now, she's, she's interested. It's all new. It's, it's all, uh, she's learning. So, so it's, there's this wonderful time in the lives of children when they're learning, learning. And, and then somehow, when we, we develop the capacity to understand things in concepts and and we get into our lives and the stories of our lives and somehow for most of us not all of us but for most of us we kind of lose that interest and wonder and freshness of experience so mindfulness <coughs> in inviting us to come into presence is inviting us to look in a fresh way to not see everything through concepts and ideas about about our moment-by-moment experience. We have many ideas about ourselves, about who we are. And so mindfulness practice asks us to question that. Is that really true? Is that really true that you know, you, you are, uh, you don't really have a sense of humor or that you're a funny person or, is that really true that, that you have bad luck? Or is that really true that you, you're not noticed? Is that really true that you always, people always look to you to be a leader? We have stories about ourselves and, and then we make ourselves fit into those stories. That can be, can, there can be a lot of pressure in that and a lot of feeling of limitation in that. So, so just coming to presence in the moment and being in the body, in the breath, in sensation, and in awareness of what we're feeling in this moment. Are we feeling angry? Are we feeling anxious? Are we feeling impatient? And then mindfulness isn't judging that. Mindfulness the capacity of mindfulness is to notice that with an attitude of acceptance. So, and, and when, we, when we actually make that shift, that really crucial and essential shift in mindfulness practice of shifting from being lost in the experience whether it's a thought or a drama or a fantasy or 
a wanting something, and we become mindful of it, we're no longer in that, lost in that state. We are now mindful. Now mindfulness is what the mind is doing. It's not wanting, it's not judging. Do you, do you get that? Do you understand that, 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 that that's a really significant shift? It's, then we're aware of wanting, or we're aware of anger, or we're aware of the drama that's happening in the mind. It's subtle, but it's really, really significant. And that's a wholesome state. So we can be shifting in just a blink from, you know, being really angry at somebody in our mind and telling them off or, or uh, you know, whatever it is that we're imagining and playing out in our mind, to waking up in a moment and becoming mindful and and recognizing it and accepting it and being aware of it. Now, what's really important, I noticed when I began mindfulness practice, that as soon as I would wake up and notice that the mind was wanting or judging, there would be this reflex action in the mind. Slam the door. I don't want to see that. You know, because I'm not judging. I'm a spiritual person. I don't do that. So, so there was this kind of process of opening to uh, really what the mind is doing with an accepting view. And I think that, you know, part of mindfulness, that remembering, part of that remembering, the sati and the sati, is remembering to be compassionate. Remembering that we're all human. Remembering that this mind is a human mind and has all the thoughts from the most noble to the most abhorrent that any human mind can have. This mind that we call our own mind, that we call my mind. This mind that we think of as my mind is very conditioned by what we experience in our lives by our upbringing, by our culture, by our uh, experiences, by our education. So, sometimes a thought comes up and we think because I think it, it must be true. You know, like I think, well, that person is looking at me like they don't like me. They must not like me. And um, and then we form an opinion around that. We form a a, uh, a belief. And we don't know if it's true, really. The mind comes up with things. 
And so with mindfulness, we begin to notice, you know, the different opinions and beliefs that come into our thoughts. We don't necessarily believe them as to be true. So, so I'm opening up the field of what mindfulness means. Mindfulness is coming to the present moment. Mindfulness is um, feeling the breath in the body, feeling sensations in the body, sound, hearing sounds, very simple. And mindfulness is being aware of thoughts, of emotions. And in that space of mindfulness, we see that all of these experiences arise and pass away. We see that they come and go. And so we can be find our grounding in the breath, just arriving in the present moment, in this breath. in this sensation. So, so as we, as we become more aware of the habits of the mind, because we're, we're waking up and we're noticing them, we're becoming mindful of them, we can, we can become more aware of what the mind is inclining towards. What, are the, what is the mind cultivating? And we can, we can bring attention to that. So we can first of all bring compassion. The mind is cultivating <coughs> wanting or judgment or anger or fear or self-judging. Self-judging is really a big one. So we can, we can notice if the mind is cultivating self-judging. And we can cultivate skillful qualities of mind. Compassion. Simplicity. I talked about simplicity last night. Just being present and, and not insisting that we get all of our preferences, but this quality of contentment uh, with what is. Self-acceptance. Kindness toward ourselves, kindness toward others. So all of this is part of our, our mindfulness practice. As we notice the habits of the mind, we begin to notice that there are actually ways that we're creating unhappiness for ourselves. Just 
always perhaps, you know, feeling that what we're doing is not good enough, or discounting ourselves, or, or, or judging ourselves, or, uh, <coughs> or shutting ourselves down, you know, when we feel that we'd like to explore something, and then we shut ourselves down, or so many ways that we create unhappiness for ourselves. And so, it's so important to see that. You know, we want to be happy, and then we notice that we're, we're not actually in, the, in what we do and how we behave. We're not actually doing things that bring that happiness. So we can let go of that. We can notice that, first of all. We can find our, which is, we can just come back and find our foundation in just presence, attention, feeling the body, being present in the body. So as we, as we move through our practice during this weekend, just really coming back to the body is, is our primary practice coming back to the body, coming back to the breath, feeling the body walking, uh, noticing when, you know, we, we were just doing mindful movement before, and so we were reaching, we were uh, uh, extending the, the, the arms in, in different ways, and you know, bending down, and so on, and so, so just feeling the body move in those ways and noticing how the body feels when it moves is a, is a great way to come back to this moment. And in the, in the central discourse that the Buddha gave on mindfulness called the Satipatthana Sutta, which means, it has the word sati in it, which means the foundations of mindfulness discourse. And he has a whole big chapter on mindfulness of the body, first chapter. And the very first teaching is mindfulness of breathing. Mm-hmm. And then mindfulness of the postures of the body, and walking and sitting, and lying down and so on, feeling the body. And then contemplating the nature of the body. And noticing the impermanence of our experiences that <coughs> that you know, each breath. We're breathing it in, we're breathing it out. It comes and goes. You know, and thoughts come and go. And so we find, we begin to find a sense of stability and presence in awareness, in mindfulness, in the knowing of our experience. Can can you get that? That there's, rather than trying to hold on to experiences which are always changing, we're noticing the experiences, we're present in the experiences, perhaps very present because we are bringing this kind of freshness and interest to our experiences. But instead of trying to hold on to the experience or instead of trying to 
push the experience away, we're present in the knowing of the experience. So there's a uh, there's a teaching that that the the Buddha gave in this uh, discourse on the foundations of mindfulness, which is um, can be a very helpful one as we're moving about and going from one thing to another. Um, and uh, s- some of you were uh, were at the talk, perhaps that Joseph Goldstein gave when he was in Montreal, and he he talked about this uh, that that one of the the teachings in this discourse is to be present, to be to to be mindful that there is a body to the extent necessary for clear knowing and continuous mindfulness. So, so Joseph Goldstein took that, that, that little sentence. To be mindful that there is a body, that there is a body, to the extent necessary for clear knowing and continuous mindfulness. So we can simply be bringing our awareness to the body not necessarily narrowing in and focusing in on the breath, you know, and I'm talking about sort of as we move about. When we're sitting, we might want to focus on the breath or we might want to focus on a sensation in the body. But as we're moving about and going to the dining hall or, or uh, you know, having a, having a rest or washing or taking a walk, just to be mindful that there is a body. So a kind of a light, fluid mindfulness that feels sensation, the sensation of stepping on the earth, the sensation of the temperature of the air on your skin, (coughs) the sensation of uh, moving the body through space, you know, move, moving forward. The awareness of seeing, seeing the sky, seeing shapes, colors, forms. Hearing, hearing sounds around you, birds, uh, traffic, um, the wind, whatever sounds you hear. So kind of fluid knowing, presence in the body just coming back in this way mindfulness that there is a body to the extent necessary for clear knowing and continuous mindfulness so it's a kind of a light fluid practice And then we notice that the mind wanders off, gets caught up in thoughts, gets caught up in a story. And then there's the coming back. And so we notice the coming back. So it's um, 
it's actually really important that we notice that because what we give our attention to, that's what we're cultivating. And, and, and that's been said, what the Buddha said, uh, you know, these many, so many years ago, um, neural scientists are saying in a different way that, you know, that we're creating neural pathways by turning our attention to, you know, whether it's anger or mindfulness or, you know, is it judging ourselves or compassion for ourselves? So, uh, so what we are attending to is what we're cultivating. And so, so I encourage you, I invite you to engage in this exploration. And again, it can't be said too many times with, with kindness to yourself, with compassion, without a judging mind, and really knowing that each one of our minds is, you know, within each one of our minds is the mind of humanity. So let's take a minute to just sit and be in the body. Notice the the sensations of sitting. And notice the the quality of energy in the body. And what I mean by that is the felt sense in the body of, of how you are in this moment. Do you feel stimulated? Do you feel tired? Do you feel impatient? And where is that experienced in the body? And how is that experienced in the body?
So as we go to lunch, I invite you to really bring mindfulness to that whole experience of of uh, taking your food and taking it in with the eyes, taking it in with the sense of smell, taking it in with the taste, and just really uh, being aware of how we're being nourished, supported by the earth, and taking in the food that the earth produces. So, uh, that, I hope, hope that's an enjoyable experience for you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.